One day to call my mama to remind her we ain't broke. I'm on the move with it. They all watching like what he do with it. It's a night I'm on the move with it. They all watching like what he do with it. Look at him go, look at him go. Welcome to the most must hear sports podcast in history. Welcome to First Round KO. I am your host, KO, aka Howard J. Dingers. Rocking the staff season now. It's back, baby. And I am joined, as always, oh, by Hanson no. McElvain. A couple months early. <laughs> what, what's up? Besides the stash, put it away. Nope. Stash. Well, I, I shouldn't say it's here to stay. I'm re, I'm going to regrow my beard for the winter now. But uh, yeah, I'm. I'm hyped because move. I finally, when I was prepping for the podcast and when I was coming up for the topics, I realized that football starts a week from today. <laughs> We're in yeah, football well, season. See how long it'll last. I don't care. It's here. <laughs> as long as I get like a There's week. There's a reason before. everyone's not super hyped about it, you know? I'm like, hyped for I'm, it. Yeah, football's starting. It's football, okay? And I, have, I had two fantasy <laughs> football drafts. I'm so pumped. So. Let's uh, so we are going to get to football. I have my full predictions. I'm going to run through them quickly at the end of the show. But f- and we are going to talk also about the Padres and White Sox again because they're two of the best teams of baseball. But first, we're going to go through each playoff series right now because we're in the second round of the NBA playoffs. A couple of the series have already gone into a couple games. So let's talk. Everyone wants to hear it. We need to talk about this. My I've gone through a roller coaster of emotions through the past 24 hours. What's going on with Milwaukee, man? They either win by a lot, they win in like the ninth inning, or they lose very poorly. And I, the ninth, it's a consistency hold on, hold issue. On. We're not talking Brewers, Bucks. Oh, good. good. <laughs> I don't want to no, talk about the Brewers. No, they you, suck. Got me Padre, you got me Padre White Sox. You got me Padre White Sox. I'm like, no, nah, we'll touch on that I'm later. Really Sorry. Stuck. Yeah, no, that's a different that's a different thing. We oh, <laughs> anyway, the the other Milwaukee team with the yeah, um, I I don't know. Um, they it should be a one one series right now. Um, the three guys that are on the court that are literally not paid to be on TV but are still are are the ones that made the most television time last night. Um. I don't have a whole lot of words to describe how angry I actually was when I was watching it. I'm glad I was alone. Um, people don't realize how port- important these games are right now for Bucks fans. Because if we lose, we lose Giannis, basically. This kind of, I don't know about this whole heat report. I, I think that's kind of bullshit. I, I don't see him going to the Golden State either. I, don't, I just don't see him leaving. But it's pretty pretty widely thought, especially if we don't get out of this series, we lose Giannis. I and I don't th- I, I don't think he's gonna leave if we lose to person. I don't either. But if we're gonna go with what the media narrative currently is, which has been surprisingly accurate the last 20 years, <sighs> right? I mean, where's Kawhi right now if you want to go recently? How long have they been saying Kawhi is gonna end up in LA, especially for the Clippers? You know, years that's like that's different i in my opinion because <laughs> i it, it to me this like, this whole they, thing they is know. like the, to me this whole thing is like 
the, the media is trying to will Giannis out of Milwaukee because it's a small market town and it's not LA and he wants to go play with LeBron or in the same city as LeBron and all this bull crap when he can just live in Milwaukee where his whole family already lives, where the team gave him a chance in the, dra- in, like in the draft and gave him a chance to develop and now has made him the star player is probably going to give him the supermax deal and is just making him the face Probably of the franchise. Probably no, they, they, they will. They are. <laughs> exactly. They so get like the opportunity to, yeah. I like the whole Kawhi Leonard thing was like, yeah, he wants to go play in LA. We like we we've known that the the whole Raptor thing felt like just the season. We we it, it's always been a kind of a feeling. As soon as he wanted out of San Antonio, he was going to end up in LA one way or another. But this Giannis thing really does feel like the media is just like. Yeah, we yeah, we've heard Giannis is going to LA. Okay, all right. Here, here's what I'm going to say to that. What what's the single most important thing to Giannis? Family. His family. Yeah. Everyone knows it. Yeah. Who took a chance, a shot in the dark, a wasted roster spot in most people's opinion this last season to pick up a family member? Actually, you could argue two teams. The Bucks are one of them. But what's the other team? <laughs> The Lakers. Well, what's the other team that? Yeah, they wasted a roster spot, a two-way roster spot on Kosas. You know Love why the they kid, did that? Great kid. You know why they did that? Because they want Giannis. Because they, they want Giannis. a they want Giannis, and b they think he there's a potential that he could also be Giannis. <laughs> let me let me tell you something. I played against him for three years. I'm just saying. I'm just like there's like oh the, the Bucks turned Giannis into Giannis. We can turn him into Giannis. The, the difference between Giannis and Kostas is the brain. What I, I think Alex has the best chance at getting anything close to the youngest one to Giannis. I agree. And after just seeing him play, he's a pure monster. So totally different build. As yeah. far as far as this series goes, I, I I didn't watch game one. I did watch all of game two because I, I needed to see what was happening. I thought the Bucks were going to come out more fired because we lost game one. We lost game one against the Magic, too. I was ready to just, you know, we won four straight after we lost game one. I wasn't too worried after losing game one. But then after watching this game, too, and people can complain about the refs all they want, and 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 fair enough, I like th- they did screw up the end of that game. But on both sides, they screwed up. But, like, honestly, both of those calls could have gone either way. I think both of them were very ticky-tacky, especially for the last minute of a playoff game, I think like that's stuff that we could probably just let go but take all that stuff out and like and I think I've been programmed in my head to because I was an athlete and because it was so ingrained in my head to just the refs you have the refs are going to make bad calls it's just part of the game the Bucks the Bucks lost that game before the last two calls the Bucks what what were they down like 10 12 points at the end of one they somehow brought it back to six yeah, points at halftime so yeah first off they were so lucky to get into the position to be that close yes like if you don't have a guy like kyle corver on your team if you're down 10 under two minutes you're fucked like great a like there, there's no way around that and then you also have wesley matthews too when you have the two best in the league at doing that one specific thing at the end of the game shooting threes Besides what Stephen Clay, maybe KD, like three point shooting, those are two of the best. And now, unfortunately, you can probably throw Tyler Hero in that conversation with the way he played. Yeah, you know, it, it it's like getting stabbed in the side every time he makes the three in the playoffs. It's, it's just, like he's oh, it's hard I just, to watch. I hate him because, so much. And and you warned me. Well, no, it's just it's Tyler Hero no, specifically, right? right. But Tyler no, you, Hero specifically. You warned me about Miami, like they. 
you yeah. told me that this was the team you're worried about. And like now watching them, you can actually see Jimmy, Jimmy and Spo have a good team around them. Like Jimmy Butler, obviously he's still the defensive machine that we know him to be. Duncan Robinson's coming out of nowhere. Like you mentioned, Tyler Hero is stepping up. Everybody so forgets hard. Kendrick Nunn. Do not yes. forget Kendrick Nunn. Well, he started every game before the bubble. Wow. He is a undrafted rookie. Wow. Are you yeah. serious? He was the uh, he was the third person in talks for rookie of the year. He was the third candidate. People don't remember that. Kendrick Nunn is an undrafted rookie. Come on. Yeah. And you he, have to he give was credit. better than Tyler Hero this year. You have to give credit to Spo. He's the second uh, longest tenured coach behind Greg Popovich. He obviously knows what he's doing in the playoffs. Like, yes, he had the he had the yeah, big three, obviously. but he he's experienced here. He knows he knows what to do. Um, and you know what? He has experience beating Bud in the playoffs, unfortunately. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know the Bucks. And Bud doesn't change his style that much either. That's the no. thing. Like this and is a pretty similar system to what Atlanta had in the five-team all-star, five-guy all-star. The big thing for me is watching this game. The Bucks can win this series, and the Bucks honestly should win this series if they play a full four quarters of basketball. They will win this series. But if well, that's, they that's play, the problem. They always drop twelve minutes. It might not necessarily yeah. be in one specific quarter. It could be like the first half mm-hmm. or the last half of the third and the first half of the fourth. Right. Because that's what happened in the game yesterday. They choked in the last half of the third quarter into the fourth quarter, the second most important time of the game well, besides the, first, the literal end. And in the first quarter, like like I, they, they're just not playing yeah. a full game where the Heat are coming out and playing a full game but the Bucks are still able to make it a two-point game at the end, you know, one by free throws. It's, and that's the other thing. I mean, free throws, yeah, that it's hard to, I don't know. Apparently Giannis that's is, rough. And, and of course, we know Giannis's work ethic. Like, of course, he's working on free throws. It's Th- just there's something going on with him, though, because he, he the first half of the game yesterday, he looked off. He was like, yeah, didn't, he was like he went 1 for 7 it. from the field or yeah. something like that. Yeah. He was 0 for 5 for a while, like. I don't know, was, that maybe now that his kid and his baby mama's in the bubble, that it's, like, confusing him or a little bit. Like, he's getting distracted. Yeah. But, I don't know, I, I'm really happy for them, though, that they get everyone down there because that should, in theory, make everything less stressful-ish. Ish. So, yeah. but shout out to the moms that went down there with their kids and sat in quarantine with those kids because they weren't allowed to leave the rooms. A hotel rough. room with a kid. Oh, my God. They're the real MVPs. <laughs> If you had to make a prediction for the rest of this series, do you think the Bucs can step up? Do you think the Heat are going to take it? How many games? Okay, so here's what I'm going to say. And only because my wacky predictions have been coming true for some reason. Um, I'm going to say they lose again tomorrow. And mm-hmm. what's going to happen, and you're gonna, are you ready for this? I think they go four in a row. And here, just just think about this, because I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this narrative, and you're gonna be like, "Yeah, I see it. That that's a fear the deer moment." Okay, all right. All right. So, Jimmy Butler and Jay Crowder, Marquette alumni, playing against Wes Matthews. That's already a great storyline. Tyler Hero, literally from Wisconsin, mm-hmm. like you could ride your bike from his house to Pfizer Forum. Yeah, and I'm I'm not kidding. Like I like <laughs> he's that close. Um. So that storyline's great, but it's the idea that these like guys that like are traders from Wisconsin beat the Bucks 3-0, and then Giannis 
you know, right in the last leg. He's right just about to leave. We're barely holding on to him. The team comes together, comes back, wins four games in a row to that game seven. That game seven goes all the way down to the line. You know it. Man, dude, I'm telling you, I think that's what's going to happen. I think we're going to see one of the first 3-0 comebacks ever. I... And I had there was a stat too, like the the, the Heat in franchise uh, history are undefeated when they go up 2-0 in a playoff series. The Bucks have never won yeah. a, a series when they're down 0-2 in a playoff series. <sighs> I think they can come back. They'll make it a series. They'll probably tie it up 2-2, 3-3 at some point. I it, it does worry me. I do think it's hard for me to say that they're still going to win this series because they haven't looked like the better team here. If it, if this was home, if this was still traveling and you still had actual home court. Oh, the, this would be to uh, Milwaukee if this was home away. Okay, like, but no, just imagine if we actually just lost the first two at Pfizer and now we're oh, going to oh, Miami. No, we're, we're, we don't even go to Miami. We'd like, be done. We, I, think we'd be, yeah. I think we'd be done. Um, yeah, so, that, so our th- own disadvantage is playing to our advantage right now in some capacity. Yeah. 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 I, I Listen, I, I'm still a believer that the Bucks can still win four in a row. I don't know if it's going to be after losing one more. That one's going to be, like you said, I wouldn't mind that, of course. As long as they win the series, I don't care. But I, I could see it happening now. They, the, the Giannis has got to turn something on because Brooke Lopez is on now. Like you said, Kyle Korver stepping up, stepping up. Bledsoe needs to get back in rhythm because he has obviously been out a lot. I don't know. He hit some pretty nice threes last night. Yeah. He, he was shooting the ball well for, for a change. Agreed. You know? um, it felt good. They need to be better on defense, uh, re- rebounding the ball specifically. They they let out a lot a lot of second chance points. but Yeah, and that's because they're not rotating properly. And that was something that I noticed kind of early in the game and then got called out later by Bud in the post game. So it, there's some, I don't know if it's a laziness or a misunderstanding of the game plan, but I think it's, it's something along those lines. I need to figure it out to me. It I seems also like, don't think they thought Tyler was going to be doing what he was doing because they oh, have to yeah. adjust for him now in the three and that opens up the interior. To me, it just seemed like an aggressiveness and a lack of uh, adjusting to Miami. It, it seemed like Miami was crashing the boards harder than than Milwaukee was defending the board. So that that's all that came. Yeah, like they came in with a game plan and didn't want to change it. Like mm-hmm. you ha- your game plan has to adapt yeah. while you're playing because the team changes theirs on the other side. So if I had to guess, I would guess seven games, um, but the Bucks win like maybe the next two or something, and then the Heat win, Bucks win, and then the Bucks win in seven or something like that. Um but- Yeah, no, my like I said, my prediction wacky. I think you're more accurate. Right. Yeah. Um let's go Lakers Rockets. I mean, is this going to be a sweep? <laughs> First off, I have to say, I really wanted to see OKC here. Mm. 100%. Because I think OKC's got a better chance to take the series. And if you're, if you're looking just from a pure player, like not team chemistry perspective – Houston is a better team on paper, you know, like statistically speaking, maybe this season, but historically with the guys they have on the roster, they're the better team. Yeah. But as a unit, a cohesive unit, Chris Paul has done something in OKC. We have not seen in a long time. He has turned a team of young up and coming players into a team of contenders. Yes. He has Steven Adams. I understand that. Yes. He, that is an all-star caliber big bat. And he, he should have been an all-star. He's been snubbed in his career. 
So I, I think they would have had a better chance at actually taking a couple games away from the Lakers, you know? So Chris Paul, can he can guard LeBron. Don't get it messed up. 6'3", Chris Paul can guard 6'7", LeBron. It is wild. And, you know, they've got a guy for Anthony Davis. His name is Steven Adams. Mm-hmm. I just think that they matched up better. LeBron is the height of, like, the starting five right now for Houston. And LeBron's playing point guard. So I, I don't think this is going to go well. This is just not good basketball. It's not good for the NBA. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, even if it's going to be five games, I think the Lakers are going to take this very easily. The matchup, like you said, I, I, I agree. I think the matchup would have been better with OKC instead of um, Houston. I, I just don't see, like, I, I even think, like, OKC looked like the better team most of the time in that series. Like, yeah, I, in my opinion, they looked better. I, I've, I was a... I was a Houston Rocket. Uh, I what? Not, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I I was not believing in them all season because of the addition of Russell Westbrook. A doubter. You were I was a, a doubter. Yeah, I was a doubter all season, and I and I stand firm on that because, I, like I said, OKC looked better in that series. They probably should have won that game. Um, yeah, it's it, really good playing by uh, uh, Houston at the end of the game there to, to, to clinch that game. Like they, they definitely deserve to win that game. I just think they're going to get their, their collective asses beat by the Lakers here. Like Anthony Davis is just going to like, who is guarding Anthony Davis, PJ Tucker, like, come on. They're, they're they're just going to absolutely destroy the Rockets. Like I said, I I think it's going to have a 40 point game at least once, at least once. And like I said, it's probably going to be a sweep, but if I had to guess, it'll, well, it'll probably be five games, but if I had to guess, I'd say sweep for sure yeah no i i yeah i'm just not excited but what um, i am excited for is the the raptors and the celtics yeah which uh am i correct in thinking yeah boston is already up 2-0 in the series so the both boston and miami have started the playoffs 6-0 if i'm correct yeah yeah i think it, i i see almost a similar thing happening here where i think maybe the Raptors are probably going to come back here. They're, they're the defending champs. A lot of the team knows what they're doing here. Nick Nurse seems to be a really good coach. I had my doubts early, but he's – maybe maybe it is starting to show. At least their peers think he's a really good coach. Right. And yeah. maybe, maybe, the, maybe the writing on the wall is actually starting to show here. Maybe he – Maybe the playoffs weren't really his thing because I personally, I think he miscoached the Raptors in the playoffs last year. Kawhi played way too much, especially when he was injured. They just, Kawhi just willed them to a finals and then willed them to win the finals. Well, that might've been a Kawhi move that you have to keep in mind that players of that caliber have a say on like coaches. Like if I, I I want you to play, are you able to play? And if you're not, that's fine. Like, and if Kawhi's like, I'm good to go, and he's good to go, he plays, even if he's hurt, you know? Because at his hurt, or he, being hurt, he's still better than most guys at their best because he's Kawhi. He's the third best player in the world right now. So even down 2-0 in the series, Toronto is still favored to win this game. I, I It's hard yeah. for me to disagree with that, but the way Jason Tatum's playing and the way that the Celtics have been able to do this, it, like... I give the Celtics a better chance to win than I give the Heat in the, in each respective series. Um, I, I think yes, Jason Tatum looks good. Jalen Brown looks pretty solid. Like the Celtics look good right now, especially <laughs> considering the circumstances. Uh, however, I, I don't think it's about that. I think it's more about Siakam not showing up because yep. Pascal Siakam's been. 
I, I guess he's been in Orlando, but I don't think he brought his basketball with him because it hasn't been going in the hoop for him at all. I don't think he did anything during quarantine. So I, I'm really disappointed in the way he's playing. He's kind of showing – he's like he's playing worse than Paul George did when Paul George wasn't playing well. And to be the guy that he needs to be for that Raptors team, he can't be having performances like that. It's unacceptable. Well, And he's got all this money on the table for him right now. He He's just not performing. And it's super unfortunate. For a guy like Fred Van Vliet, who's playing like a monster, to not have your – who's now become the two guy, and he should be the one guy – I mean, he's not performing, that becomes an issue, you know? So I'm just disappointed in him. I think it's a big thing that they're a young team and that they, while they do have the experience from last year. Young-ish. yeah. Uh, but, like, they do they're have the experience. Younger in the guard positions. They have the experience from last year, but they don't – like, I, I feel like that break off in between the actual season and the bubble – that that could have that, – because they were so hot in the regular season, I think that, that – Maybe that that breakaway definitely didn't help them. I think they've lost some momentum, and I think they're trying to get that back. Really quick ESPN stat for Josh Hader I just got. Ooh. 11 and two-thirds innings, no batters have advanced to base. Yep. I Listen, I love that stat, but the fact that he's only pitched 11 and two-thirds innings in, what, how many weeks that we've played baseball is fucking stupid. <laughs> It, well, that's because of the rest of the pitching and the offense sometimes not coming to the game. So the the more impressive the, the more impressive stat actually is Devin Williams. Look at his pitching stat. Uh, look at his pitching line because oh I, yeah, I believe he has thirty one strikeouts and fifteen innings pitched. Yeah, he looks good. He is incredible. But anyway, let's move on to the last series in the playoffs here. The Nuggets Clippers. I actually really like the Nuggets in this series personally. Jamal Jamal Murray's yeah. been playing out of his mind in Jokic is jokish like i i really like and michael porter jr turned into a bona fide third star Mm -hmm. in a matter of weeks like weeks and bull bull is getting minutes like valuable minutes yeah and that's just that's good basketball to watch man i i really in my opinion besides the bucks heat because of obvious bias of the other three that is the one i'm watching Mm-hmm. And I, it might be obvious, but, like, that, that's going to be a good series. I don't think Paul George is going to be able to handle what the Nuggets are bringing right now. That's a big lineup because it's, like, Jamal Murray and forwards and centers that well, can that, shoot they, and pass and can move. The Clippers are a good defensive team, but, like, with this Nuggets team, it's kind of pick your poison. Do you, do you double up on Jokic down low? Um, and let him kick out to Jamal Murray or to all of these guys that they have, or to Michael Porter, or do you let the guards take over and double Jokic, but then those guards are going to hurt you too. This team is built to succeed right now, and they, they've they been quietly one of the best teams in the league for the past two or three yeah. seasons. It's crazy, and they're only getting better. Like, Jamal Murray has become an absolute star. Like, I really, really like what the, love what the Nuggets are doing. What they're doing right now, like the way they are viewed in the West or the way the Bucks were viewed in the West when they were somewhat decent, when they made the, the playoffs as the eight seed, I know they weren't as good as the Nuggets are, but like yeah. when LeBron was in the Eastern Conference, right? Yeah, like that's what happens when LeBron and Anthony Davis are on one team and Kawhi and Paul George are on another team in LA, you're going to get swept under the rug and not seen. Mm-hmm. So luckily there's not really anybody out East, so <laughs> at least not playing. True. 
Just wait, yeah. wait for what Brooklyn looks like. Speaking of Brooklyn. Steve oh my Nash. God. Yes. We, yeah. I forgot to write this down, but I did want to mention this too. What a weird coaching hire, but it's really good. Like I, Steve okay, Nash, yeah, I was going to say like weird out of nowhere. We all thought pop was going to leave San Antonio and go to New York. And it sounded like he was planning on it. Really? Like this like surprised him. And listen, I, I so... think Steve Nash, like I said, it's a weird hire. I would not have guessed it whatsoever, but I think it's a great hire because he's obviously one of the smartest people like in, in NBA history. The fact that at his size and at his stature that he was able to do so much, he obviously has to have a good mind for the game, I think. Yeah. And, and, and going in to be able to coach uh, uh, Kyrie Irving, I think is going to be great for Kyrie. I don't know how much he's going to be willing to take in, but if he takes in even a little bit from Steve Nash, I think that's going to be great. And I for, mean, just obviously think about for, all the compact guards that become head coaches. You know, you, you can go back like Steve Kerr, Doc Rivers, but mm-hmm. Jason Kidd, Ty Lu. you yeah. know, so the, it's point guards are who become coaches most of the time. Yeah. And like the smarter, bigger guys like Luke Walton was a smart player. Larry Bird obviously was a genius. Um, that's why it shocks me that Michael Jordan hasn't wanted to coach in Charlotte yet. I'm waiting for it to happen. Like I'm waiting for him to get so pissed. He's just gonna be like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm That'd getting be. on the sideline. And he's done that in practices, it sounds like. So the day yeah. might come. I, but yeah, no, that it makes sense. This is something mm-hmm. that happens. Yeah. They're, they're, they're the most ideal candidate for a job like this. A player's coach. Yeah, like I said, I, I really like it. All right, let's briefly talk about, the, uh, talk about some MLB things here because... Oh, wait, really quick. 2K comes out at <laughs> technically 11 o'clock here, I think. Really? I am hi i'm i'm yeah, so no, actually some of the guys got new zealand some of the streamers got new zealand accounts and they're already playing and it actually looks a lot better than we were expecting it to for current gen i'm so uh fixated on the show right now i've been playing hours and hours and hours of the show i it's kind of ridiculous but i'm and fall guys because fall guys is incredibly fun and fresh i haven't so. i haven't played it yeah yeah I, i've seen good things though strongly suggest fall guys it's very fun um so i'm just waiting for this show on the next xbox it's gonna happen it's coming (laughs) so i just wanted to briefly talk about the san diego padres and the chicago white Sox because i've talked about on this podcast in the past how they are one of like they're going to be the future of baseball like luis robert and tim anderson jose Abreu, obviously he's a little bit older but all these guys Juan moncada all these guys uh elo jimenez all these guys on the white Sox are so young they're so good right now and that's the thing and even their pitchers Giolito has the only no hitter this season the White Sox and I have the stats that I'm gonna that I'm about to get to but they've been one of the best teams in baseball and the Padres have also been one of the best teams in baseball because of the MVP performance by Fernando Tatis Jr. Manny Machado who's been extremely quiet which is a very good thing for him this season he has not done anything he has not done anything to piss anyone off um, and I, you know, jerks and Profar, who's been great. Trent Grisham. I wish we would have kept him, but he's been doing great for San Diego. Same with Zach Davies and all their pitchers and the Padres just got Mike Clevinger. Like the Padres went all in on the trade deadline. They got Jason Castro from yeah. the angels. They like, because the while I was looking at these, the Padres hitting stats, they're top five in just about everything. They're pitching stats. They're pretty, they're, they're middle of the road, like 15, 16, 17. But now with Mike Clevinger, like that's going to, they're going to be even better. And the White Sox. Yeah, that's going to get them to that next level. The White Sox are like top five in like everything, like even pitching, like a lot of their, like, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. Like hitting, 
Uh, let's see how quickly MLB is going to load here. Hitting stats, the well, Padres you have are to number two. The thing about the the Sorry. thing about the White Sox is they've had the best minor league program for years. Yeah. I, so, what? like, this should be no surprise. And the Padres have been on that list too. There should be no surprises here. Like, this what? just—I mean, a lot of like the the Brewers have had a good farm system. They just trade away their assets to win now. The Sox but, have kind of sucked the last couple of years, and they've been sitting on this. Let's not forget where Fernando Tatis came from. He came from the White Sox. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah. yeah. As far as total hits, the Padres and White Sox are second and third. Um, for home runs, they're both. Man, MLB of course is just not loading quickly right now. Um, they're the Padres are tied for first in home runs. Um, with the Dodgers and the White Sox are right there and technically third. Um, only four home runs behind them. RBIs, same thing. They're just like these got. There's a reason that these teams are so good. The Padres are leading the league in RBIs by 14 RBIs, and and then the the White Sox are down at number six. But but that but the White Sox have that pitching advantage of the. I genuinely think like the more and more I watch baseball and the more and more I follow these two teams, I genuinely believe that we might get a White Sox versus Padres World Series this year. You know, like this is gonna sound so awful, but just as a general baseball fan, is that not the most like 2020 like World <laughs> Series ever? But dude, it's gonna the, be okay. Just imagine though, like four years ago, I'm like, all right, in 2020, the Padres and the White Sox are gonna be in the World Series, and you're gonna be like, ha, okay. You know, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I absolutely would have laughed at you. Like, Padres and the White Sox? Meanwhile, I'm ordering so. a White Sox and Padres jersey tomorrow when I get paid. So, <laughs> Of course you are. Of course you are. Bob and Fernando Tatis, they're two of my favorite players right now. Yeah, I, I just had to bring all those stats up because it's just, it was just more and more ridiculous the more I looked into it. I, I really think that those are the two, not even just this season, they're obviously two of the best teams this season, but going forward, they're going to be powerhouses for like they have the Padres. Well, they're have, playing decent teams too. That's the yeah. thing. It's not like they're playing bad teams either. Yeah. The Padres have Machado forever. Tatis is young, <laughs> young, like Tatis is young. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, He's not going anywhere either. I, I really like the future At least of the Padres. Not soon. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, Let's talk some football. I'm excited. I'm excited. I don't care if we might not get all, all the okay, full season. Okay, I, I have to lead this with a disclaimer. We we need to we need to talk we need to talk about how we're going to have conversations about Green Bay quarterbacks here. Okay, there is one quarterback for Green Bay for the next at least three seasons. Correct. His name is Aaron Rodgers. Correct. I do not give a flying fuck. It, it today is day ten of practice for them. I do not give a flying fuck. If Jordan Love is not playing well, let me get that straight. Is 10 practices into the worst year of this man's life, assuming, you know, the world, the world he's been around, the, the worst world he's ever been in, trying to learn how to play a new NFL football system under a legend who didn't expect to have to be teaching anybody this year, you know? Yeah. So it's not like the circumstances are the best. So Jordan Love, like, there's not like ESPN. I, I'm glad there were some guys saying it this morning. They're like, yeah, don't listen to any of this crap. Like it's yeah. it's his first week. Like he's fine. And I agree. I'm glad ESPN is stopping that because they've been hating on Wisconsin sports. So, so yeah, yeah. Here, here's how this is gonna there go. We go. <laughs> I'm going to go through 
by division. I'm going to go through the teams. I'm going to, I'm going to quickly say what I have. So I, I, the same thing as last year, for those who have listened, I, I have a playoff predictor. It literally, I get to pick each game and I pick who wins each game. It gives me a record. It gives me a playoff. So I'm going to go through and say the records and I'll go. And then at the end, I'll say like the top, well, now it's seven because there's seven teams in the playoffs now. Um, but I'll go through that at the end. Um, Hanson, I'll give you a chance to kind of throw in your two cents in, in, for each division. I will throw out this thing. I said it last year and I'll say it again. These predictions, I give myself a two game margin of error, <laughs> either up or down <laughs> two game margin of error. I will also like to say I predicted the Packers 13 and three last year. So just saying, so let's start with the Packers. I have them at 13 and three again. <laughs> I, I, I wishful wish it, I it is wishful like I said but if you you take that two game margin of error I I really like an 11 and 5 team because I and I think that's probably more where they're going to be I the, listen the rest of their division is not getting better the Vikings have not gotten better the Lions have not maybe the Lions have gotten better but that's not saying much and the Bears still have not gotten better unless Nick Foles ends up being their starting quarterback I <sighs> Uh, we don't have that tough of a schedule. We play the Niners, we play the Saints, and I'm trying to think of what the other loss was. Maybe the Chiefs, I think I had, that they lost, and we'll probably lose one or two divisional games. I just, apparently uh, Rodgers has had a really good training camp. I like I, I like our offense. I do. I, I know that there was issues last year, but I really like our offense. I really like our defense. I think we win this division again. I have us 13-3, and three, like I said, two-game margin of error. And it's really kind of funny how I think the rest of this division is because I have the bears at six and 10. I have the Vikings at five and 11 and I have the lions at two and 14. So that, that, that actually sounds pretty close to it. I just, I have to bring this up. Sure. And it's like beating a dead horse, but now it's a genuine question with the season starting next week. Without looking at anything, Mr. KO, who is our second wide receiver? Alan Lazard. I'd maybe say Funches, but Funches isn't playing. Yeah, he's not. Is he no, hurt? He, no, he pulled out. He pulled out. Of oh, the he season. pulled out this year. I did not know yep. that. Okay. Yep. yep. No, he's Alan Scantling playing. Scantling, I believe, would be playing. I would say he's going to be number three. If Equinemius is healthy, he'd probably be the number four. I would probably throw Kumro in there if he's still playing. Um, at four or five. Shepard. Shep. Oh, I forgot about him. Yeah, we could throw him in there. Yep. We got Taylor. Who's Taylor? I, I'm looking at a depth chart right now. Yeah, there's and, a lot of. And so uh, there, there's a there's a lot of guys. There's a, they've got a bunch of guys over Jake actually. We're so, gonna. Oh really? Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, we're so gonna we're, we're gonna, gonna see some one of those situations where it's like these guys that come out of nowhere and are gonna be really good. We're gonna hopefully. see we're gonna see some guys that we haven't heard from before. But I, you know, Devonte Adams, I think is top five receiver in the league right now. That like we're gonna be fine with him. And Alan Lazard showed up last season. I think he. I don't know if he is a number two, but he's a solid guy to have at least at that three position. I think he can fill in for that number two, especially because we have Devonte Adams. I think that evens out. And he's young too, so yeah. he's well, you know, he's fine. Let's not forget how many passes Aaron Jones caught last year. And we have Jay Sternberger, who I'm predicting a big breakout season at tight end. So, okay. Yep. Well, you also, so another good thing to look at for the Packers on the positive is they've got good defenders that are leaders spread out a lo- a lo- around the field. So there's exactly. guys everywhere. And look, so out, look out for Jair Alexander, all of these super too. Fit, yes. 
we have all of this super, super athleticism at every position, basically, because that's what the Packers look for now. And then they put leaders around the field to try to help them. The only so thing, hopefully that's what's happening. The only thing on defense I'm worried about is middle linebacker because we lost Blake Martinez, but we brought in Christian Kirksey, and I believe that we drafted hurt. a guy too. So, I yes. Again, I'm pretty confident well, in the defense. Filling some sort of void, kind of hard to to replace one of the highest tackler, like like statistic tacklers in the league. Yeah. So he got a lot of tackles, man. He did a lot of the dirty work. He led the league in tackles a few years ago, and he was pretty close last year. Too. Yeah, it was, I think it was two years in a row too. Like he Something just like that, that was his goal. Yeah. That was his goal. I um, love it. So staying in the NFC, I'm only really going to focus on the number one team in each division maybe the second one if they make the playoffs but uh so we're staying in the nfc i'm gonna go nfc south next i have the saints at 13 and 3 i think they're just a, they're an amazing team <laughs> like they, they have two really good running backs who could probably start on any team drew Brees is still drew Brees. we know that michael thomas is in my opinion the best receiver in the league and they have guys behind him who can keep him open he's not going to be double teamed on every play because you do have to worry about the rest of the field jared cook's a really good tight end and their defense has really come into its own it used to be drew Brees was he has to throw for five six touchdowns a game just to win now the saints have a defense behind them i think they've been screwed in the in the playoffs the last two years i think they're going to be on a revenge tour again this year so i like them at 13 and 3 winning the division yeah i i can't disagree with you on that at all everything you said they're spot on um panthers i actually have at second in the division i really like what christian mccaffrey can do teddy bridgewater i think is an obvious upgrade from kyle allen was their quarterback last year um you know they lose luke <laughs> right, yeah they lose luke keekley in the middle which is going to be a big thing but i think their defense is still pretty stout i i just really like and their wide receiver like their offense is extremely impressive to me like they have so many weapons on offense i think they're going to be able to do something. I have them at 10 and six at second in second place. Um, and then the Fal the Falcons next at nine and seven and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I predicted eight and eight, but in this, in this one, I have them at seven and nine. So. Yeah, no, so I'm looking here at once again, I got another depth chart here. Thanks to lineups.com. Um, and yeah, I, it, there, there's a lot of defensive power. Uh, Kwan short playing defensive tackle. Yep. They've, they've got him pretty highly rated, pretty highly tout. Um, but really, besides Christian McCaffrey, they don't look super strong. So that that might be something that might come to be an issue in a pretty – could be a pretty tough division. Like, you know, I really like division. their – their wide receiver car, I really, really like their – their like, they have – they have Robbie Anderson. They have DJ Moore. DJ Moore. Yeah. And who is the other one? Kurt, Kurt something? Curtis? There's another one. Uh, Curtis Samuel. Thank you, Curtis, Curtis Samuel. Samuel. All three of those guys are mm, – I really, and they – you have it up. Look at their – who's their tight end? Now I'm forgetting. Um, let's see. I do have it up. Um, Set the vault. Except the veil, the veil, the valve, the valve. That's not, that's not who I was thinking of. But anyway, I like the wide receiving um, core to yeah. go along with Christian McCaffrey. And their offensive line is still really solid too. So, yeah. I, and yeah, again, no, they, they look good. They look good. Like I said, an upgrade at quarterback is a good thing, obviously. So. Oh, Hemingway. Uh, Tamari Hemingway. Is that who you're talking about, tight end? Sounds familiar, maybe. but I don't. Uh, maybe I was yeah, okay. getting mixed up. But yeah. That, yeah they, uh, they've, got, they've got some good looking guys over there. They, they're going to be strong. Uh, moving on to the uh, – wow, I just 
I'm getting my basketball into everything mixed up now. NFC West. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> NFC, not West. Are they West? Yeah, they're West, I guess. God, I'm so yeah. lost right now. No, they're the East, man. Sorry. It's right there. What's a map? Who cares? Okay. Why do you got to make it so t- difficult? <laughs> <laughs> Let's restart. NFC East. I have the Cowboys at 9-7 and seven winning the division. I, I think they... They're the best team in the division, but that's not saying a lot. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, I mean, compared to... Yeah. Compared to, I have the Giants at 7-9, and nine, and I have the Eagles at 5-11, and 11 because the Eagles are ridiculously injury-ridden right now. Yeah. And I think that's only going to continue with Carson Wentz at quarterback. And their defense, even when healthy, isn't impressive. Um, unfortunately, I don't see a lot of big things from the Eagles. I do see a step up from Daniel Jones, and that offense in New York, I like the additions that they made on defense, they got Blake Martinez from the Packers. Yeah. He wouldn't have gone there unless he saw something. So I think, I think there is a step up, not a huge step yet, but I think the giants are on their way to something. And I love how it just says football team, Washington. I have it one and 15 there. You know, they don't deserve to win any games. I feel really bad for Dwayne Haskins. I do. Cause mm, he, yeah. he could be good someday. Yeah. He's got some time yet to, to grow up but i just feel that and you know if anyone can turn this team around i think it's riverboat ron but i just yeah. don't i don't Everybody see loves them. i don't see it happening right away so i, I think it's going to take new complete ownership to do that and there it sounds like there's a lot of people interested so i think it's going to be interesting to see how dak plays this year i know they have a lot of weapons on offense but i mm. Dak, Dak. If he can get his, if he can get his ground game working, if he can keep his legs under him and healthy, I think he's going to do great this year. But it, it all depends if he can maneuver out of the pocket well without getting injured, because that's going to be one of the biggest challenges for him. NFC West time, I have the 49ers, of course, at fifteen and one. It's like I don't know who's. There's going to be them. a lot of like does like yeah. in in this. There's going to be a lot of duh. Yeah, there, there's a few coming. Um, the Seahawks, I have right behind them at 14 and two. Like, they're the Seahawks are just they're, they're ridiculous. They just picked up Josh Gordon yeah. again. Um, so I, not much else to say. Right behind them though, and I think the future of this division, if it's not 40, the 49ers, I think the Cardinals, who I actually have three teams out of this division making the playoffs, the Cardinals at 11 and five with an, a stacked offense. Just ridiculous offense. I don't think their defense is going to be able to keep up in the division, but it's getting better. They had Chandler Jones, who I think led the league in sacks last year, if I remember correctly. And like that offense, man, with D Hop and Kenyon Drake and Kyler Murray. Like I think the Houston, I think the Texans own a stake in the Arizona Cardinals because that trade just made absolutely no sense. Real? How do you just David Johnson for fucking? DeAndre Hopkins, like what? How does that even make sense? You know what? I, like, there's something else going on. Like, it's gotta be. There, like, the owners must have like bet on something, and like the Texans owner lost. He goes, "Oh well, now I get DeAndre Hopkins in Arizona." So. Yeah. And then I have the Rams rounding that up for four, four and twelve. I, I don't see they, they haven't improved. They didn't look good last year. I think Sean McVay yeah. needs to figure something out. He looked too cute last year, um, but they lose Todd Gurley. Their number one receiver seems to be Robert Woods. Out. I think they were figured out. 
I think. That's what happened to Mike McCarthy. They f- got figured out. McVay is a young coach. You know, he hasn't really faced any adversity in his career yet. Yeah. So it's good that he had a bad season. He needed it. Exactly. All right. Moving over to the AFC. Uh, we'll start in the North. I have the Ravens at 13 and three. I love their team. Yeah. But like all around. Yeah. <laughs> not much else to say there. This is another one. Like, yeah, probably. Duh. Like, yeah. Yeah. I could see Lamar slowing down. I think people are going to have a lot more time to plan to plan for him, but I still see him mm-hmm. pretty, being pretty dominant because even when we saw him, you know, people are like, Oh, make him throw and make him throw, please. Hollywood Brown will yeah, beat yeah. every corner that you have. Like, yeah, I, I think it's I, – I, I still think they're going to be good. I have the Steelers also – I was going to say, make, the pieces around him have to be strong enough to draw the attention away to get his ground game going. Which they definitely are with uh, – well, they got J.K. Dobbins, but they ha- still have Mark Ingram, who's still a solid running back. They have Mark Andrews at tight end. They have plenty of weapons on offense. I think they're going to be fine. Um, I also have the Steelers making the playoffs uh, at 11 and – uh, 11 and five. I have them as I think big Ben coming back is going to be huge for them. If James Connor can stay healthy, but that defense looks amazing just because of Minka Fitzpatrick and TJ Watt. And uh, who's in the middle too? Um, shoot. Oh, who's that linebacker that they have? I can't even remember, but um, their defense is just re- incredible. Like I think their defense is going to keep them in games most weeks. Okay. Time out. Hey, Siri. How old is Ben Roethlisberger? Hey, Alexa, wow. How old is Ben Roethlisberger? Ben oh, Roethlisberger is 38 years old. 38 years old. He is 38. How <laughs> long can you play football until your body breaks? And he's a dude that takes hits. How old is Tom Brady? <laughs> 43? Hey, hey, Siri. How old is Tom Brady? Tom Brady is 43 years old. Yeah, but Tom Brady's also been behind a Belichick line his whole life. So and like, this year, again, he, why I have them at seven and nine, they're under. Because he's not going to get hit. Because he's behind the 22nd best offensive line in in football. And now he has one of the best running backs in football behind him, too. So, I. What? Leonard Fournette? One of the best? Watch watch he's Just not even the watch. starter no 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 did bruce arians today said rojo is still the no, starter no. what oh nah he, he's still get hitting thousand yards nah even nah. Fournette, even he, he still got time he's good even if leonard fournette plays they'll get him for maybe five or six games because he's injury riddled and he's he's slowed a lot down he is not the running back that the jaguars drafted him to be he's had one injury riddled season He's played like Ish. three or four seasons, and he's only played one full season. Two. He's got 2,000-yard rushing seasons. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm telling you, th- this was a mistake. No. I, what this is is LeBron in Cleveland where it's, you just you, LeBron's here, so the team just goes, oh, my God, we need everyone. Just pick up everyone that you can get. Rob, okay. Gronkowski, right. come back. Leonard Fournette, I don't care if we only get you half the season. Got everyone got LaShawn McCoy. You're over the hill, but come oh. on. Okay. No. All right, I'm telling. Th- just remember though, th- that LeBron team won a championship, so that that team of washed up old LeBron still won. But LeBron wasn't 43 years old. Yeah, but LeBron. So that's the difference between football and basketball, though. Is Tom Brady gets protected by five 350 pound large men. And these and those five <laughs> were ranked 22nd in the league last year. I listen. Even if they're not fourth in that the division, changes. they're going to be third. I they're they're not you gonna know that changes the Bucks are not going to be in the playoffs next year 
this year. Oh man, they're not going to be there. Oh uh, man! All right, right. wait, wait. We gotta. It, it is okay. It is September the third mm-hmm. at one p.m. Yeah. And Ko said that Tampa Bay is not going to be in the playoffs. I've said right. it since they Let's signed. Sure. I've said it since Brady went yeah, there. Yeah, I know you have. I know you have. But I'm just, I'm just, I'm letting you know now that we're not going to forget this. Yeah. But Good. If they at least hit like that wild card spot. We're going to be like. Ao, nope. told you they at least made it. Nope, not happening. Uh, round off the AFC South, I have the Browns at eight and eight, and the Bengals at seven and nine. I think Joe Burrow, I think, has a really good season. Actually, you think the Browns go eight and eight? Yeah, okay. I, I, Odell Beckham was hurt all last season. Like, I, I think they, yeah, him and Jarvis, and now they have Austin Hooper, and they have Nick Chubb, who's one of the best okay. running backs, and they have Kareem yeah. Hunt. Their defense is still very young and good. The Miles Garrett, he, like they st- they have him back and they signed him for a very long time. They have Denzel Ward. They have Demarius Randall. Uh, who's there? Joe Schobert in the, in the middle there, linebacker too. I, the Bengals have something. It just sucks that they have two better teams ahead of them in the, in the division. Yeah, yeah. And well, they've they've got years. Like they're they're looking long term now. They've got their wide receiver. They've got their quarterback. Now, now they just got to build the rest of the unit around those two pieces, and they're going to be fine. And they've already got somewhat of a decent unit. So exactly, good start. Uh, AFC South, I have the Tennessee Titans winning with eleven and five. I didn't realize that when I was doing that actually. Um, but Who do you have second? Texans at ten and six. Colts okay. at Colts at seven and nine, and Jaguars looking for that first pick at two and fourteen. So okay, so what happens to to your your buddy down in Jacksonville when they get the number one pick and take Trevor Lawrence? Trade Gardner Minshew somewhere else. It's no. unfortunate. Uh, yeah. No, Gardner Minshew's career is over. We're, we're gonna get to it because I actually think there's another he, team. He, I actually think there's another. Nobody team. wants him. Nobody wants him. No, no, no. I think there's another team that's gonna be vying for that first overall pick. Oh, okay. Oh, and I think I know you're going with it too, but we'll get there. AFC East. <laughs> Let's talk about it. I have the Bills winning at 11 and 5. And that that's very very possible. They they look like they're going to have a pretty solid team this year. I like, I genuinely I least- I drafted Josh Allen in both of my fantasy leagues this year. I think he's going to be great because of the addition of Stefan Diggs. I don't think Diggs has a good season, but I think collectively, I think the Bills' offense are going to be great. Um, and that defense, we already know, is amazing. Just absolutely yeah, stellar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then after the Bills, it's not pretty. <laughs> I was about to say, there, there's NFL teams in that division? Second, second place team in the division <laughs> is the Dolphins at 4-12. and 12. Yeah. And uh, the it's Jets. Like, keep in mind, they only win four games because they have to play the other two teams in their division twice. Exactly. So. <laughs> and I have the Jets and the Patriots at three and thirteen, which I think is actually the Patriots. I think are going to be lower than that. I think the Patriots are going for the first overall pick. So here's the here's the thing that the NFL doesn't want. The NFL does not want Trevor Lawrence being coached by Bill Belichick. That would be a nightmare. I kind of want it. <laughs> well, they, no, no, no. Like we want it, but like as a fan of a specific team that's oh, well. not New England, I do not want that. No, at all. 
That would be horrifying. Like we're talking about Tom Brady that knows how to run. Like that that's literally what we're talking about with Trevor Lawrence right now. Like Tom Brady level. And he could be hitting his peak at a younger age. Yeah. Which is uh, even scarier. I just even if they're not going to be tanking, I just don't like what the Patriots are doing this year. Like their receiving core is basically nothing. Their running back core has been a revolving door for the past 10 years. Their defense, they've kind of lost a lot of pieces. I, but they still have Belichick. So, like, if he wants to win, they can probably go seven and nine, eight and eight. If they, if they really wanted to, with Cam Newton at quarterback, I don't know who's going to be their starting quarterback yet. But I don't know. I, but they do have a tough schedule though. Like, and and honestly, I gave the Jets and the Dolphins a pretty bad rap there. But like, they have a, they have decent young rosters on the rise here. Yeah. Um, and so like the Patriots are going to have to battle for those games too. So, yeah, like I said, two games of margin. So the Dolphins, you know, six and ten, I could see them right around there. Like, so we'll see. Um, and to wrap it up, well, for the regular season, at least. I, well, I, got... I have a question really quick. Sure. I, I want to get to Aaron. I want to talk about Aaron Rodgers really briefly. Sure. Do you think in the next year, probably two years, we see Aaron Rodgers be like, you know what? I'm sick of this shit. I want out. No. Because I, there's a part of me that feels like that could happen this season where we might get into a position where it's like Tom Brady in New England not being surrounded by pieces necessarily. And he might just be like, hey, look, I respect everything you've done for me, but I don't want to stay here. Get your value out of me while you can and trade me. I think those are because like, different. Could you see Aaron Rodgers getting traded to a team like Miami that's got awful where he can go retire in the heat? They got two and then. They're not going to trade oh, for Aaron. Oh, they got two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, like, or like Jacksonville. Like, yeah. there, there's teams like in warmer climates that might be more vi- like Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay. Like, there's something to do with weather is a part of that decision. You know, I've yeah, people I, go south for a reason. I think we've both said it. There's a strong chance that Aaron doesn't finish in in Green Bay, and whether that's in two as seasons, as long or as it's seasons, not Chicago. Yeah, I, which or I, Minnesota. I strongly doubt it would be. I yeah. I don't know. I don't think it'll. It, it won't happen this season. If anything, if anything, it'll happen after next season. That's the earliest I see it happening. And, and that would be a trade too, because he'd still be right. under contract. He would have one more year, yeah. And, and that would be him probably coming forward and be like, "Hey, I don't plan on saying you should trade me." Uh, so. wrap it up with the AFC West. I have the Chiefs at fourteen and two, because of course. They look great. Clyde Edwards-Alaire was a fantastic pick. There is the final duh moment exactly. <laughs> of this uh, segment. I have the Raiders sneaking into the playoffs at 8-8. Eight and eight. I really think Las Vegas has something going there. I really like their offense. Josh Jacobs is going to be a top-five running back this year uh, with Henry Ruggs. And I can't remember their other rookie receiver, um, but he they're, they're both going to be really good. I've heard a lot of good things coming out of camp. Darren Waller, obviously, uh, tight end. Um, I don't know about their defense. They got shredded a lot last year, which is why I have them at eight and eight. So we'll see. I could see them. I could see them going sub 500, um, but I gave them the benefit of the doubt because I really like what Derek Carr brings to the table. I got Chargers. It was a really good year to pick up wide receivers, and they they took advantage. Exactly. Uh, I got the Chargers at seven and nine because they're start. It says Tyrod Taylor's the starter. I don't think Justin Herbert's going to get the call this year. I think he's going to sit for a season. It's or at what least it not like. the first couple weeks. It sounds like yeah, it sounds no. like they're gonna stick with Tyrod for a while. Like it's, really, it sounds he, that's, he's still not bad though. You know, no. he's still a serviceable quarterback. 
Exactly, especially with especially with Austin Eckler there as like a safety valve. Like, yeah. I, I think like which is why I drafted him. Um, it's a pretty decent situation they're in. Yeah, I they, they have room to grow, but I think Justin Herbert. I don't I don't think he's going to see the field because I think they want to see. I, I think they want Herbert to grow, but I think they also want to see what they have with Tyrod. So we'll see what happens. And then Broncos, I really like what the Broncos are doing. I love you know they got Jerry Judy, they got Cortland Sutton. I really like Drew Locke. And they got Melvin Gordon too. I just they're in a tough division. I, 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 it's hard because I like what they're doing, but I have them at six and ten. So that's unfortunate. I always if I always look at a Broncos home game for them, and I always give them a couple extra points in their favor, just purely based on elevation. Yeah. Like I know that sounds kind of stupid to some, but like you get this. Like oh, yeah. doing heavy athletics at a high elevation when you're used to playing most of these stadiums are at sea level. You know, these cities are at sea level. Yeah. So that is quite the adjustment. So guys like Melvin Gordon who are heavy running machines, that even gives them an advantage when they go on the road. So it could be big. So yeah. So okay, let's switch this to conference. So just to recap real quick before I kind of go into what I have for the playoffs. NFC I have the 49ers, then the Saints, then the Packers, then the Cowboys. And the three wild card spots are the Seahawks, Cardinals, and Panthers. So, and then going over to AFC, Chiefs, Ravens, Bills, Titans. Wild card teams are Steelers, Texans, Raiders. Really quick, how are the playoffs working this year? So it's the the one gets the bye, and it's the four versus the five, okay. the seven versus the two, and the six versus the three. At least that's what I have in front of me here. Okay, that makes sense. So the th- the three, four, and five, or the two, sorry, the two, three, and four play the three wild card teams, and then okay, and then the lowest All seed, right, yeah, then the lowest seed obviously plays the one, and then so on and so forth, kind of from there. Yes. Yep. Yes. So, um, and obviously the, yeah, and the home team, blah blah blah. So I have Titans Steelers in the first round. I have the Titans actually winning that. I have the Raiders Ravens. Ravens are winning that. I have Bills, Texans. Bills are winning that. Um, Panthers, Saints. I have Saints, Packers, Cardinals. I have Packers. And Seahawks, Cowboys. I have Seahawks. I would love to play the Cardinals in the first round. That would be the most fun as a Packers fan. It would be very cathartic to win. <laughs> After it, Yeah, I know. It, it, yeah. It's like old karma. Like, we got you finally, exactly. Kurt Warner. Kurt And Carson Palmer. Let's not forget about that one. Oh, and, and Carson Palmer. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget about that <sighs> yeah. one. Um, then I have the Chiefs beating the Titans, the Ravens beating the Bills, the Packers beating the Saints, and the 49ers beating the Seahawks. Whoa, 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 Mr. Biasy over there. Packers beating the Saints? I said it last year that the Packers were going to beat the Saints if we played them in the playoffs. I wanted to play the Saints in the playoffs. I don't want to play the Saints in the playoffs with Drew Brees. I, what? I like What's the matchup. What's wrong with you? I like the matchup. I really do. I don't know what it's about, what about it, but well, especially I'd be in the dome. It'd be interesting if the if they if the situation like you put Aaron Rodgers indoors. Yeah, that that changes a lot of things. But also, uh, flip that if we and if it happens to be at Lambeau in January, how is Drew Brees, Drew Brees gonna play? Not outside. Yeah. How is yeah. he? That's what I'm saying. I I for some well, reason. How's Kamara gonna run down the field in sub-zero weather? Yeah, for no, some, that's a really good point. Actually, I've, I've always really liked the matchup of the Packers versus the Saints. I don't know what it is, but I've always liked that matchup. It. I mean, now that I think about it, I kind of agree because it, 
the Packers playing on the road, that's like all of their strengths, at least as many strengths as they can have on the road, they get while they play in New Orleans. Yep. So, yeah, no, you're totally spot on there, actually. And, uh, you know, I, it's kind of boring, but I have the Chiefs and the uh, 49ers in the playoffs. <laughs> like, that, how do you say? I, I can't predict. It probably won't be that. But how can I sit here and predict that it's going to be something? Any other team? Yeah, you just can't. The, I could. The, everybody else just doesn't equate. I could try to sit here and say, you know, maybe the Ravens and the Saints squeak one out somewhere. Maybe the the, the other these other two teams get upset somewhere. Maybe the Titans beat the Chiefs. Maybe the Seahawks beat the Niners. I don't know. Like that, those things could happen. But for me to sit here and say yeah. that they're going to happen, I like it's so. It, I'm I'm stupid if I don't say that it's a rematch 49ers versus Chiefs and I actually have the same outcome I have the Chiefs winning so those are I, I don't disagree with you there's a reason why you pay Patrick Mahomes half a billion dollars and Clyde Edwards like, Alaire is going to be so good <laughs> that that team it's gonna be crazy that team so yeah those yeah, are my they, they tried to that's what the, that team is why they invented salary caps those but it's not going to matter because <clears throat> they're just going to keep being able to hold on to people somehow. Well, that was my annual preseason football predictions. So we'll see how I do. Last year I was pretty. Well, let's see how this season does in general. <laughs> let's yeah, see how many well, weeks that's true. we get here. I really pray we get at least half the season. I don't know. I just want to see some football. And I, you know, hopefully, hopefully all goes well and we can just, we just have football. Like ideally nothing happens. Ideally no one gets sick. And that's like, well, here, I'll give you what my ideal situation was very briefly here. My ideal situation was they all pack up and go live somewhere for two months, hmm, like right. for like for, for eight weeks. They have a week of train uh, of team training camp on location after they release quarantine or whatever their quarantine protocol would be. And then they play three round games, like three games like for three weeks. So that's four weeks in training camp and then three games that are seeding games. And then they play a playoff bracket for the next four weeks. So, yeah, it wouldn't have been as many games, but it would have been safer, and you're almost guaranteed no coronavirus positives while you're yeah. in the bubble. Because yeah. look at the NBA, you know? Well, and now exactly. MLB is doing a really good job right now. They only had two staff members test positive, no players this time. Well, but yeah, still. and after after the whole debacle with the Cardinals and the marlins was it i like after all that it seems to slow down like people are starting to get smart and hopefully the nfl players look at that and learn from from those mistakes in the mlb but that's what i'm hoping so yeah but you have to remember that's a lot of guys true true so that you're if you're playing a game of numbers your averages jump up significantly oh absolutely because of the amount of guys you have so yeah well, I think that wraps it up for today. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Uh, so, yeah, follow us all on Twitter uh, at FRKO Podcast, at Howard J. Dingers, at Hanson McElvain. All those links are in the description. Go subscribe to my new podcast, One More Last One, debuted this past Wednesday. It'll be every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Uh, Central Time. Uh yeah, I had a lot of fun recording it. I listened back to it. I had a lot of fun listening to it. I strongly see it's just a freeform podcast. We literally just sit down and talk. We had no plan going into it. It's extremely fun. So please go check that out. Uh, it's called One More Last One. It's One More Last One on Twitter. I believe the link is in the description already. And 
yeah, Instagram is one more last one pod, all that fun stuff. But yeah, please check that out. Uh, it would be greatly appreciated. Um, but yeah, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Twitter, or wherever you iTunes, Twitter, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get, you, wherever you get your podcast from. Twitter. Apparently, po- Twitter is going to make podcasts. That's a strong prediction. Watch you um, calling something, and the, the Twitter feds are like, guys, we got to take him out. Guys, we how does him. he know? <laughs> but yeah. Guys, it's Jason Bourne. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, football's next week. Let me know what you think your predictions are. Um, I'm very excited. Let me Hopefully, show the Bucks will still be playing basketball next week. Hopefully well, well, we should be, we'll talk about it either way. Um, but yeah. And, and if you want share your fantasy teams with me, I'm very interested to see how people are drafting this year because it's, it's a, it's a weird year, obviously, but yeah. Thank you all for listening and we will see you next week. Down the middle of our nation Heebie-jeebies, we already had this conversation Kept me busy since day one Accusations Pockets gained a little weight Like my ex-bitch Still the only bricks that I've been stacking Been in Tetris Never measure up Cause we've been on a different metric And I don't give a fuck about who the next I fill the is. hole in my soul With Palace and Preen logos Acid wash jeans The Vans and the Ralph Polo Burnt like my tongue After sipping some hot cocoa I just wanna jump from the top And fly solo Fill the hole in my soul With Palace and Preen logos Acid wash jeans The Vans and the Ralph Polo Burnt like my tongue After sipping some hot cocoa I just wanna jump from the top And fly solo